BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. My name's Chelsea. And I'm JC. And welcome to today's bonus episode. If you guys don't know by now, we have one bonus episode every single month, the last Friday of the month. And today's just happens to be the day before Halloween. Except we wanted this to be a lighthearted, happy episode because if you listen to our episode on Tuesday, it was us reading all of your scary stories. And wow, we were scary. It was genuinely scary. JC could not sleep that night and we went and played pickleball after we recorded that. And we were just telling like all of our friends the stories and like showing the voice memo to them and they were spooked. Nick was like, I can't do this. He really walked away. He's like, I can't do this. He's a scaredy cat. It was such a good episode though. If you guys are into scary stuff, you want to get a little spooked, you want to get in the Halloween spirit, listen to that one and then listen to this one so you can be... Go you to know, sleep peacefully. Yes. You know what? It actually sparked my interest into true crime again, unfortunately. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's weird because I was so terrified, but then I was like, why do I want to watch like shows about murder? You need to watch the, oh, uh, why am I forgetting the name of it? I was telling you about it briefly, I think at Pickleball. Mm-hmm. It's called like the American Murderer, I think. Hold on. Let me look at it. Yeah. Oh no. American Murder, The Family Next Door. Have you seen, what's it called? A trailer for it or anything? I, I have not actually. You I've should only, watch it. Is on Netflix. Yes, it's on Netflix, and you should watch it because it's not. For it's me, a documentary. It's a documentary. Okay. It's really well done, and it's the reason I say it's really well done is because they have so much actual footage of mm-hmm. like real time. Is the it investigation? One, is it like a two hour thing or is it? Episodes? Yeah, I think it's an hour and a half. Not oh. even an hour and a half. Oh. And it's just one thing, and it's just so interesting and crazy. It's really sad as well. Wait, but what's it about? I don't know if I can say this because then I feel like… Giving it away? Yeah, it gives it away. But it's basically a wife and her two kids are murdered. Oh, I have seen that. I ha- Or not, I haven't seen it, but I've seen stuff about it. And the guy is like… The husband is, um, you the know, suspect. the suspect. And they have footage of her coming home. That night, her friend dropped her off. She had been at the airport and her friend dropped her off. And then her friend couldn't get a hold of her the next morning. And they have footage of her, like, on their, um, what's it called? Like, the camera outside of the front door of her coming home and then, like, not coming back oh. out. And then it just goes through all of it. They have literal footage from the, um, like, chest camera on the police officers of the police coming over and her friend freaking out and the husband being there oh. and, like, his reaction. It is so crazy. And to me, those kind of documentaries or, like, murder stories 
are less scary to me than like a random serial killer. That yeah. scares me because I feel like, oh, that could happen to me. Exactly. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. So it's I not to as watch spooky it. as some other ones, but yeah. it's definitely so disturbing and crazy. Yeah. I'll watch it after I finish my, um, I told you about Unsolved Murders a while ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came out with a new season already. And so I watched a couple of them last night. Oh, it's so good. And it's almost better because they're short stories. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I don't know how long the episodes are. Maybe like 40 minutes, um, maybe an hour. I'm not sure. But it's so unsatisfying because they, they're unsolved. So you're like, oh, yeah, yeah they're going to like figure it out. And then at the end, it's like, if you have any information, and it's just like, <gasps> and you're trying to piece it together. There's like one about this girl. Like they cannot find any information on her. She just died alone in a hotel. And she had been like living in the hotel for three days, but she was like dressed to the nines, like just weird in like Belgium or something and people like is she an assassin is she whatever like and she was the way she was holding the gun was weird it's so interesting wow and not as spooky as truthfully our episode was really wow (laughs) well I feel like again true crime in terms of like murder and all that stuff is not like I can't sleep at night versus like oh there's a demon in my room it's like that's terrifying yeah yeah that's true. That gives me a worse feeling like in terms of like, oh, now I feel like I'm inviting that into my life. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. But still listen to it. <laughs> yeah, but still give us our downloads. <laughs> no, I was about to say, we're like, listen to this. It's so happy and uplifting that we talk about murders for yeah. the first 10 minutes. Right, cool. Oops. Okay. We're going to do an advice mm-hmm. column episode as normal. That's what our bonus episodes always are. Are you guys writing in for advice and us answering you and giving you the best advice you've ever heard? So, Chelsea, why don't you start? And do not take this advice with a grain of salt. Take it exactly as it is. The truth. (laughs) Okay. Love, love, love this podcast. Such a great listen. Aw, thanks. I'm wondering what advice you two you two would give to someone who is trying to grow their Instagram. I'm sure you get this question a lot, and I know there's probably a lot more than go that goes into it than I know of, but what is your top advice for a homegirl that's shooting for the stars and not seeing enough light at the end of the tunnel? Okay, my first piece of advice. <laughs> like, first instinct, give up. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> first thing is, it's nightmare. No, my first piece of advice is to plan out your feed, I feel like. Every time, I feel like we talk about this, every time we actually plan out our feed, we're so happy with it. Yeah, it looks cute. It's the it's a vibe. Um, gives you, know, you a little bit of more of a direction to go in. Yes. And we use, I mean, I use the preview app. Do you still use it? Uh huh. Yeah, that's what I use. I venture to say it's almost. Uh, I don't know. It's. I want to say it could potentially be easier for you if you're starting out to potentially grow than even bigger influencers. Um, because I talk about Instagram all the time and how hard it is to grow with the algorithm and stuff and. I have a lot of mixed feelings about it all. I did a whole uh, Instagram story about the Instagram algorithm because people like to say, I've had multiple people that say like, I work for marketing or whatever, and there's no such thing as an Instagram algorithm, like quote unquote, it's if your content's good, you'll get followers. And I'm like, I just don't think that's true Mm -hmm. because of so many analytics that I've seen. And what clarifies or what's good. Right. You know what I mean? Right. What do you mean? Good. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, th- I think what it is, is for Instagram, it's like the more attention your post gets, the more followers you're going to get. Because the more saves, the more shares, the more likes, all of that, that it gets, you will grow from that. But the problem is when your content is actually good, but it's not being pushed to anyone at all, mm-hmm. then how can that even happen for yeah, you? Exactly. Which is, which is the hard part. I'm not meaning to scare you to this person that wrote in because there are ways to grow. 
my biggest piece of advice for you would be network and collaborate. I feel like especially when you're starting out, do story shares with people. Like you just want your name out there. You want people to see your account a lot of times. That's what you want. And if you're not getting seen, for me, I always just like to try and take things into my own hands when the Instagram algorithm's like screwing me up. Acting up. Yeah. Then I'm just like, okay, then I'm going to do like giveaways with my friends and story shares and stuff. If that's the only way that, you know, people are going to, yeah. new people are going to see my account, pushed. then that's what you got to do. So I feel like just, and the other thing, which is maybe, you know, I don't know, take this for what it is, but I feel like the more I focus on it, the worse it gets. Like when I'm like, oh, I'm not growing. What the heck? I feel like it literally just only gets worse. Yeah. So if you can focus more on like a niche audience, like the audience you're trying to reach. And if you plan out some fun things, if you are so proud of your content and so excited about what you're posting, chances are it will perform a lot better than you just like, oh, I hope this get likes. I hope this, you know, gets seen and then it doesn't. And then you get more depressed and it's just like this whole cycle. A rabbit hole. So just try new, try new things. Yeah. All right, quick break to talk about Glossier, one of our absolute favorite dream sponsors for this show. You guys probably already know Glossier for their skincare products and for popularizing the glowy, dewy skin look. They also create makeup products, body care products, and fragrance. We're obsessed with literally everything. Our bathrooms are looking cute. They're popping right now. We just love this brand so much. Glossier believes in the power of self-expression and personal choice in beauty and beyond. They are always in conversation with their community about the best ingredients, the best techniques, and dream products. You guys already know that we love all of their products, but today I really want to talk about um, the Body Hero Daily Perfecting Cream and the Body Hero Daily Oil Wash. So I use this as like a little duo. First of all, I know the, the branding's cute. My shower's pink. My stuff in my shower is pink. It's a vibe, okay? But the Body Hero Daily Oil Wash I use in my shower, it doubles actually as a gentle shaving cream substitute, which is really nice. It's seven oil blend, attracts dirt and grime without stripping, um, which is very important to me. Um, transforms into a soft foam with when the water hits, leaving skin soft, clean, and hydrated. It's not what you would think of like an oil wash. Yeah. I need a good scrubbing after a you know, long couple hours of pickleball. Yes. And this daily oil wash is amazing and it smells great. And I always follow it up with the perfecting cream afterwards, which just enhances your skin with glowy hydration that lasts all day. It has cactus flower, prickly pear, and yucca extracts that keep your skin moisturized all day long. And there's also tiny pink and gold reflective particles that leave a lasting radiant glow. I even catch Nick using this sometimes. I have to tell him that's mine. Keep your hands off. Wow. Dreams. Okay. Get skincare and body care optimized for real life by visiting glossier.com slash podcast slash what we said. For a limited time, new customers can get 10% off your first order. This deal does expire soon. So act fast, you guys. That is glossier.com, which is G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R.com slash podcast slash what we said. Go check it out. Hello, Chelsea and JC. I just want to say that I love the podcast and I got my sister hooked too. We love listening on our long car rides to soccer games. That's so cute. I'm writing today to ask for tips on telling my close guy friend how I feel. I've had an again, oh, I've had an on again, off again crush on him for the past two years of high school. And since we are now seniors, I want to see if we can try for being something more than friends before we go our separate ways next year. 
I know he's had feelings for me in the past, but he never acted on it because of a bad experience he had with pursuing another close friend. Basically, he liked my friend Susan for a good long time. They almost dated because Susan liked him back, but then she ghosted him and now he's scarred by that experience. How do I find out if he would be open to dating another close friend when he's been hurt in the past? Also, how do I tell him how I feel? I would appreciate any advice you have on this topic. Okay, wow. Let's unpack that. I feel like, oh, this is a thing with guys. I feel like when they like you, they'll just like you and go for it. Even, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times those types of things are excuses. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just kind of nervous because of this. It's like, but if you really liked me, you would just want to date me. You yeah. would just, nothing would hold you back from that. You would just be, you know, don't you yeah. think? Sometimes. I, I never want to say like it applies to every single yeah. person. There's definitely exceptions to it. And also I want to say boys, their minds just don't develop until they're literally like, what, 27 was it? I have no idea. Completely. So I feel like boys don't even know how to process their emotions. I feel like when, when it comes to girls, you'll know if a girl likes you or not. Like there's no, you know, hiding it. Guys, yes, for the most part, you can kind of tell, you can get a vibe. But sometimes boys are actually just bad at expressing things. No, you know, you make a good point. I remember that with Leif even. I was like, he does not even like, I remember I was like, yeah. he does not even like me. And, and then turns out he did a lot. And I was yeah. like, what? Well, and it's, you think that they would show you in one way. And if they're not showing any interest whatsoever, it's like, okay, maybe he doesn't like you. But if it's like, I'm looking for him to give me, you know, it's like the five, five love languages. I'm looking for him to give me, you know, words of affirmation and tell me these things all the time. And he's giving me gifts. Yeah. And he's like doing, but he comes and picks me up and he like takes me to these places or something like that. And it's like, he's always doing acts of service for me. In his mind, he's like, I am showing her that I like her. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. So maybe look around and see like, what you he's know, doing for you. What he's doing because, I mean, life is short. I'd say always tell them. Like if you for feel sure. like you like him, tell him 100%. Don't hold back, especially if you're leaving next year. It's like, what do you got to lose? Yeah, absolutely. I think telling the truth and yeah. just see and just be like, I really like you. Do you feel the yeah. same or how are you feeling? And it's not. And it's be ready for the answer. This is the best advice I've ever gotten actually from for relationships is don't ask a question unless you're ready for the answer. The answer to be ba- to be not what you expect? To be whatever. Like yeah. it, it, be ready to have like any answer. Like if you're asking someone like, I like you, do you like me back? You're kind of like, yeah, I hope he says yes. And you're not really going to be okay if they say no. You may be devastated. Yeah. But you have to be okay with either answer. Yeah. yeah. Good advice. So so go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Kiss him. Why don't you? Okay. Hi, girls. I love your advice episode so much. And you're literally the only people I would trust to give me advice on this topic. Wow. wow. My question is about having crushes on other guys when you're in a serious relationship. <laughs> She's like, I know you guys have lots of crushes on other men. I think you guys love the Dolan twins. <laughs> I've talked to other friends who are in serious relationships, and we've agreed that it's pretty normal to think other guys are cute and have tiny, harmless crushes on them. But nobody ever talks about it, so I'm struggling about what to do. For example, I used to have the biggest crush on this one guy. Like, I didn't know him that well, but I was always constantly checking my Instagram to see if he liked my pictures or viewed my story, and I would get so excited when he did. I was constantly daydream about us falling in love and ending up together. Now okay. I'm in a super loving, committed, serious re- Wait, was this, this before? Is before. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, now I'm in a super loving, committed, serious relationship, and I wouldn't trade my boyfriend for anyone in the world. I would never even consider leaving him for that guy I had on crush on. But I still find myself getting butterflies when I see that first guy viewing my stories or liking my pictures. And sometimes I find myself, 
out of habit checking his Insta to see if he has a girlfriend. It doesn't happen often, maybe like once a month, but I feel so guilty whenever it does. It happens in other instances too. Like when there's a cute guy in one of my classes and I find myself getting excited when he talks to me and then I'm like, wait, what am I doing? And I feel so guilty, but it doesn't make these tiny little crushes go away. Oh, the guilt does make the time. Okay. So my question is, what do I do with all these random little crushes? I'd never leave or cheat on my BF ever in a million years, but I still can't stop all these random crushes. Please help. Okay. Well, here's the one thing that I picked up on is the fact that there's so, it's like literally anybody, like anybody that kind of turns your head is, again, I hate like saying just blatant advice because it doesn't apply to everybody. Mm -hmm. But in this situation, I actually feel like normally I'd be like, if you have a crush on somebody else, like, and you're checking their Instagram all the time, like you don't like your boyfriend that much. Right. But if it's literally every single person, it sounds like it's more of an attention thing. It sounds like it's more of like a, maybe a little bit of insecurity that it's like, I just like the validation from guys. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is it almost seems like potentially you're not getting something, even if you love your boyfriend and you think, and you're great together, you're not getting some aspect of something that you need from that relationship if you're seeking it out in other places. Yeah, that's a good point. If your boyfriend was so obsessed with you and gave you so much attention and validation and you were obsessed with him too, I feel like you genuinely wouldn't care. If like other guys were viewing your stories, you'd be like, I'm so content with like what I have. It's either there's something missing on your side about him. Like you're like, I love him, but there's just this thing. Or it's like he, again, like you, you were saying, he's a, the great, you love him. You're, you are obsessed with him, but maybe there's this one thing that it's like, oh, I just like wish he was like this. Yeah. And I will say in all relationships, you have to understand you're never going to find a all around perfect human being. Yeah. So you can want like, oh, well, I wish that he was like this. I wish it was like this. Oh, well, this guy is like this. It's like, you find one thing about that person and it's like, oh, well, that seems romantic. Like, or you romanticize that little thing yes, almost. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? It's very easy to romanticize one little thing when in reality, like I um did this TikTok with Leif where I was like, do I still give you butterflies? It's just like a dumb little couples yeah. challenge thing. And he was like, mm, no, like basically. <laughs> and we were laughing about it. And then someone commented, like the top comment on it was like something about basically like butterflies, butterflies, like she didn't say that, but like basically it's the security and the trust and the something else for me. And I was like, yes, that's so true. It's like sometimes when you're in a relationship for a while, not that you completely lose butterflies, but it's like, you know, things become a little bit more monotonous, but you have other things with them that are really special that you would not have with other people. You just have to like romanticize your own relationship and find ways to make it fun and exciting. But if you feel like you're trying to convince yourself like, no, I really do like my boyfriend, but <laughs> it's like, maybe you really don't. And that's fine. Yeah. You should be happy. And like, yeah, yeah, it could just be that you love attention, which there's nothing wrong with liking attention, but yeah. I don't know. Well, and that's what I was going to say is when you bring awareness to it, even this is like everything we say, like with, with you, when you bring awareness to your thoughts, it stops them. But really like, oh, I'm like, you know, that guy over there is cute in my class. Like you said, like I, you know, I kind of like find myself wanting him to like pay attention to me or I'm like trying to get his attention or whatever it is. Like I want to talk to him or flirt with him. What I don't know. It's like, okay, I have that feeling right now. Don't judge yourself for it. Be like, okay, moving on. Like whatever. And understanding that you're romanticizing like such a small thing, like, oh, he's cute or something or something about him is like, oh, this seems intriguing. Appealing. And remembering that when you're focusing on the good in your relationship, there's so many things that you love about your boyfriend. Yes. And when you have other options that come in, like 
you know, you are going to college and you have classes with so many other guys. It's like, there's odds are there's going to be somebody in one of your classes that's a little bit better at your boyfriend than something or a little bit cuter than your boyfriend. Right. It's like, that doesn't mean that that's why love fails is because people pay way more attention to the other options instead of focusing on the good in have. their relationship. Yeah. And, and making that the best relationship. And I think it's fine to have like these little, to yeah. think other guys are cute. That's completely fine. Yeah. It's like, and also it's like Jackie Schimmel says, she's like, if you can't joke about, what she says is if you you can't joke about divorce, then it's like something's up. Yeah, because or you know that's extreme, but it's like if you can't joke about being like, "Ooh, that guy's hot," and yeah. your boyfriend's like actually so upset, it's like there's probably like oh an issue. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean I would say in in newer relationships, again, I'd never want to say like if this is how it is, then your relationships like screwed because then people are like, oh well, he does. But sometimes I feel like in newer relationships. Don't don't start off like first date. You're well, like, no. oh, that guy's hot. Well, but, no, and but in a serious, saying, secure relationship, yeah, I get what you're saying. And I'm not saying I'm like out at dinner. I'm like, ooh, that other guy's hot. Like, yeah, he's like, he's like okay, cool. Like, yeah. Why is that even necessary to say? <laughs> yeah. But I'm talking about like an actor or yeah. like someone on TV being like, no, I have a crush on him. He like Leif would just be like laugh about it. It's yeah. not that serious. But it's like if you make it serious, then it is serious. You yeah. know what I mean? No, one hundred. Like us talking about the Dolan twins. It's a joke, yeah. like clearly, you know. I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> Jason is not daddy. Remember that. Okay. Um, Moving on. Hold up. Are you guys using blue light glasses? Because everyone pretty much could benefit from using them, but especially if you work on your phone, your computer all day. I know I get really bad headaches when I'm on my phone and my computer all day, which is pretty much all day every day. So <laughs> I absolutely love blue light glasses and I'm obsessed with these ones from Blue Blocks. We are going to have our specific, um, the frames that we specifically have linked under our fall favorites highlight because they are so cute. I have like a clear pinkish kind of, I don't know, I don't know if they're cat eye, but they're a really cute shape. And then Chelsea, what are yours? Yours like Mine clear? are more square, but yeah, they're clear with like a black inside rim. They're super unique and They're cute. really, really cute. Okay, so blue light damages our eyes and leads to digital eye strain. Symptoms of digital eye strain are blurred vision, headaches, and dry, watery eyes. For some, this can even cause heightened anxiety, depression, and low energy. Blue Blocks was created to fix these problems and block out the blue light with evidence-backed high-quality lenses. Unlike other types of blue light glasses, Blue Blocks are backed by the latest science and made under optics laboratory conditions in Australia. So the founders were unhappy with the quality and the lack of science behind leading blue light blocking glasses brands, and they decided to create their own. Blue blocks can also turn almost any pair of glasses into custom blue blockers. They simply take your existing glasses and fit them with their lenses so you can have the peace of mind of knowing your blue blocks will fit you correctly and you have the pair that's right for you. Blue Box is also giving back by working in partnership with Restoring Vision in their Buy One, Gift One campaign. For each pair of Blue Blocks glasses purchased, they donate a pair of reading glasses to someone in need, which we absolutely love. Get your energy back, sleep better, and block out the unhealthy effects of blue light with Blue Blocks. Go to blueblocks.com today and get free shipping worldwide and 15% off with the code WHATWESAID. That's Blue Blocks, which is B-L-U-B-L-O-X dot com and use the code what we said for 15% off. Hi ladies, or should I say Beth? I'm a stay-at-home mom of one adorable little boy. I love being a stay-at-home mama, but we are definitely living on a budget because of it. Any advice on how to live a cute, trendy life on a budget? Ooh. Ooh, that's a good question. That is a good question. I'm loving these questions this time. Me good too. job, Beth. And you guys. Yeah. For writing Thanks in for writing questions. them in. I'm like, I don't have an answer <laughs> for that. <laughs> We're like, uh, bye. I'm just kidding. I, I'm trying to think of what I'm picturing is kind of the conversation we had 
maybe two episodes ago when we were talking about my new drinking glasses, which I'm currently drinking out of at this exact moment. I'm holding it in my hand. Um, and like the glass straws and stuff like that. Those are things on Amazon that are not that pricey, but they elevate your life. They make mm-hmm. you feel like a little bit more, I don't know, like trendy and yeah, fancy. Elevated. Just elevated. And those things, it doesn't have to be like from Crate and Barrel or something. Like I got these from Amazon. They're like beer can glasses is what yeah. they're called, but they're cute. And it's like, I feel like you can just find little ways to elevate things. Even um, like Target has versed skincare, which I feel like they have such good skincare products that are more affordable than like a lot of the stuff at Sephora. But And they have like yeah. really cute packaging and like such effective ingredients. So it's like, I don't know. I'm just thinking of little totally. ways that you can still kind of get that vibe without having to spend a yeah. ton of money. My best advice for this is to read the life-changing magic of tidying up if you have not yet. And I know it's like about cleaning, but it also is about bringing stuff into your home and only bringing in things that you love and that like bring you joy. I honestly need to reread it because it does start to, I notice a lot of people and I do this a lot too, where it's like, they almost feel like, oh, I'm more stuff. Like I need more stuff to like make my life be more, you know, I don't know. Fun not even trendy. aesthetic, but yeah, just like yeah. fun and whatever. Like, oh, I need this new little gadget, this new little thing. And then it's almost like your life just feels crowded and it makes it worse. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't make you feel more like, you know, I can't even think of the proper word. Like not equipped, but just having Prepared. stuff. It doesn't make you feel like you have… I know exactly what you're yes. trying to say. Um, like abundant, really. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like the more you have that you don't even like sitting around your house, the more scarcity mindset you almost have. 100%. And so I feel like if you read The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, it really helps switch your mindset to only bringing things in that you love, to like getting rid of things you don't like. And you'll find that you don't need a lot of things that you have that are making your life not trendy and cute. Yeah, it, less is more a lot of times. And I always say that with just quality over quantity. It's, yeah. it's, you know, typical to say, but I would way rather spend, you know, $75 on a pair of jeans than buy, you know, a few different pairs for 30 bucks that don't fit me very mm-hmm. well and that I don't like. I would rather have the one pair yes. and be spending the same amount of money as I would have on three pairs that I didn't like. Yeah. And you really just have to think about that. There's a lot of things that I think people I don't even know. This might not even relate, but I always think of this example because sometimes when I'll be traveling with someone, they'll be like, oh, it's cheaper for us to fly, like to stay like three extra days. Like if we, our our round trip flights will be cheaper if we stay an extra two days. And I'm always like, and pay for three extra nights of an Airbnb and a rental car and food. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. It will not be cheaper. It'll be way more expensive in the long run. And I feel like people do stuff like that a lot where it's like they're trying to save money by being like, but I'm it costs just gonna, them more. Yeah, but in the end, it actually costs you more and you don't like your stuff. Totally. So why don't you just save up and instead of buying three sweaters from Forever 21, buy one from Aritzia that yeah. you're obsessed with. It's and the you'll same wear it every price. single day. That's the thing is like, even I have this t-shirt from Brandy that just posted on my Instagram story today that I was like, I know I post in this t-shirt all the time, but, and it wasn't even that expensive of a t-shirt. So it doesn't have to be expensive either. Mm-hmm. It just has to be something you actually like. Yes. And I'll buy other t-shirts to be like, oh yeah, I need like a lounge t-shirt that I like to wear that's like comfy, cute, that I feel like it's literally just a black t-shirt. But I wear it so much and I just threw out a bunch of other t-shirts that I have that I keep around for sleeping or for lounging yeah. that I don't ever wear. That it's yes. like, I, I, I don't even like it. And I wear that black shirt all the time and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with me wearing this all the time no, until it literally love it. turns into a piece of thread. Like, yeah, 
Totally. So even if you do what I was saying, even if you do buy like one Aritzia sweatshirt, but you want to buy like, you're like, oh, I can get three sweatshirts from, you know, somewhere else for that price. It's like, how many times are you going to wear each of those three? Are you really going to wear them? And are you, do you really love them and love how it feels and fits? Or yes. would you rather just have this one sweatshirt that you've been eyeing that you know you're going to get so much use out totally. of? Totally. Yeah. Wow. I could go on about that subject yeah. forever because I was going to say like even my Jennifer Fisher gold hoops. How many times have you seen me wear them? Uh, every day. day. Yeah. I wear them every, yeah. literally every single day. I'm not joking. I probably wear them five times out, out of seven out yeah. of the week. And I remember when I was buying them, they were almost $300. And I remember in my head just being like, that's $300 for a pair of earrings. Like mm-hmm. I've gone too far. Yeah. But I remember being like, I just feel like I'm going to wear these all the time. My best investment yet. Yeah. I, I don't even buy other earrings because I'm like, these just do it for me. Mm-hmm. They're cute. They go with everything. They're so high quality. They don't hurt my ears. They're worth every penny because yes. I don't buy anything else and I wear them every single day. Yeah. And again, it doesn't have to be like, I know we're talking about Aritzia and like Jennifer Fish or yeah. whatever, but it doesn't have to be that expensive. Like I was even no. just thinking of these silver hoops I got from Amazon. I don't even know. They're probably like 20, 30 bucks. And it, it can just be something you know that you're going to wear and love. Yes. But maybe you're like, well, do I really need to spend that money on that like little thing? And it's like, yeah, if you're going to wear them, I wear them all the time yes. because they're my only pair of silver hoops and they're like the perfect size and I love them. And so you don't need to spend hundreds of dollars. Just don't spend money on things you don't want. Exactly. Okay. And moving on anyways. Okay. Trigger warning on this one. Body dysmorphia and eating disorders. Okay. Hi, JC and Chelsea. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I'm an only daughter with two older brothers, so listening to you guys makes me feel like I have two older sisters and never fails to brighten my day. Oh, I love that. I recently realized and was properly diagnosed with body dysmorphia and am battling every day with not letting myself fall into an eating disorder. However, I haven't told anyone in my family because I'm worried about how they will take it and or treat me differently. I know Chelsea has also struggled with an eating disorder, so I was wondering how you went about telling your family and looking for proper help. If that isn't too private or if you've talked about it before, I'm sorry. And also how you manage to not compare your body now to other girls on social media, which is a big struggle that I'm dealing with now. I hope you guys get a chance to read and answer this, and I appreciate your time nonetheless. Wishing you guys the best and endless happiness. Oh, so sweet. First of all, I'm so sorry, and I'm glad that you did get, like, properly diagnosed um, so you can kind of, like, take the next step because I feel like it's such a big step to, like, kind of come to grips with it and, like, bring awareness to it. But in terms of telling your family and friends, first of all, you don't have to tell anybody you don't want to. And and if you feel like, oh, I'm just not ready to tell people, it's like you don't have to tell anybody know that it does feel better to tell people, especially people that you love that are around you all the time. But with my family, I told them before I even got diagnosed because I was like asking my parents one night, like kind of, I'd read about it and I was like, I think this is what I have. And my dad, I was kind of like, I don't know, like, you know, whatever. And my mom was like, are you sure? Like, you know, didn't, didn't really know much about it. So almost say it's almost better that you've gotten diagnosed already. And you're like coming, you know, and telling your you know, whoever it is, your family, parents, siblings, again, you don't have to like sit down, especially if you have brothers. I have brothers. I never sat down with my brothers and was like, listen here. Yeah. Like, I have this, I feel like maybe they know because of like my, my parents or maybe I've said things around the house and um, you don't have to force it. You don't have to like call them into your room and be like, we're having a meeting and I have yeah. to tell you this super, you know, um, serious thing. But again, I don't know your relationship with them. Like there are times when I could sit down, like there was times when I was like, you know, on a road trip with my brother and I would like kind of open up to him about it. But that's when it felt right. 
So I don't know if that's even like necessarily advice, but that's what I have to say about that is you don't have to tell anybody you don't want to. And if you do, you know, you don't have to create this, you know, huge thing if you don't want that to happen, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're not wanting like the attention of it and like making it this huge deal in your family, like, hey, everybody. Yeah. Um, But on your own timing and your own terms is how it should be, I feel like. And then in terms of um, not comparing my body now to other girls on social media, that's something that takes a little bit of time and understanding that it's going to take a little bit of time. If you're constantly being like, well, when is this going to end? You're kind of almost putting that expectation on yourself that it's not going to end. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? And so first and foremost, exactly what we were just talking about, like, with other guys and like, oh, well, you have to focus on what's good about your relationship. You have to let your body like be itself and not try and shut on it all the time and not try and tell it that it's supposed to look like something else. There is a way to admire things without comparing it to you. Like basically I've had to tell myself, like, stop making everything about you. Like if somebody else is succeeding, if somebody else is beautiful, someone else is really funny. It's like, that doesn't have to be about you. Like as soon as you bring it up, you don't have to bring yourself into it. Like, oh my gosh, that girl is amazing body. Doesn't have, to have anything to do with you. And you and it are amazing have on your own. Exactly. It has nothing to do with you. Whether you decide to make it about you or not. And so that should be actually relieving. To me, it was relieving, which is why I say it. Like to know that you're actually in charge of, you can, there is a world where you can see and appreciate other people and be happy for them in whatever they're successful in and not feel bad about yourself because you know, like you already have everything that you need inside of you to be like, you're worthy just as you are. And and you hear that all the time, but it's like actually internalizing that. Like I am enough just as I am exactly today. Doesn't mean I'm not going to progress. That's absolutely not what that means. It just means like I'm enough today to keep moving in and like I'm deserving of growth. I'm deserving of this. I'm deserving, you know. Um, so that's what I yeah. have to say about that. I love that. We're going to take a quick break to talk about one of our amazing sponsors, Orgain. So if you guys didn't know, I went vegan about almost six years ago, actually. And I had such a hard time finding a plant-based protein powder um, that I really liked. It was so hard to kind of transfer from, you know, like a whey protein to finding a nice, delicious plant protein. And then I came across Orgain by, you know, heaven sent. And I've been obsessed with them ever since. They're the best I've ever found. So if you're looking for the best, cleanest nutrition to help you stay healthy, active, and feeling your best, look no further than Orgain. They are an absolute game changer. I'm telling you. They have sport plant-based powders um, that basically help you get the most out of your workout and feel your absolute best. So they have the sport protein powder, which is a unique blend of organic ingredients that help build strength and optimize performance and recovery. You can just mix that into a smoothie or a shake. They have the sport energy powder, which is that extra spark you need, you know, to start your workout or stay sharp throughout the day, uh, packed with electrolytes and adaptogens for optimal performance. And they have the sport recovery powder that maximizes your restoration and helps you recover after a workout. It replenishes tired muscles with a unique blend of plant-based organic ingredients, including adaptogenic mushrooms to help reduce 
inflammation. So many amazing options for you sporty girls out there and guys. Yes. I've been being really consistent with my new workout program that I've been doing. If you watch my vlogs, you know, and I actually made a chocolate protein shake today using the Orgain sports plant-based powder. I really, really love the chocolate. I'll do it with like frozen bananas, oat milk, oats. I'm trying to think of what else I put in there. Spinach. Super, super good. So thanks to Orgain, I finally found the best clean products to help keep me healthy and support my performance. And right now you can save 20% off your first order. Plus when you subscribe, you can save even more. So go to tryorgain.com slash WWS. That's T-R-Y-O-R-G-A-I-N.com slash WWS for 20% off your first order plus extra savings when you subscribe. Tryorgain.com slash WWS. And that will be linked in the show notes for you guys. Okay. First off, thank you for this podcast and for straight up being you. I don't have any friends really, and listening to you guys every Tuesday makes me feel like I'm chatting with old friends. It truly helps me get through some dark days for real. Thank you. Mm, that's so sweet. Okay, on to the advice. Ladies, my current fiance, current, <laughs> is there a next? Okay. <laughs> my current fiance proposed to me last year. Guys, I hate the ring. When he got down on one knee and I saw the ring, it was not it. Oh, no. Size is not the issue. Honestly, I'm the girl that would rather have a thrifted ring or something minimal, but this ring is so not me. I think he tried way too hard and was just overthinking the whole finding a ring process. It just does not vibe with me. So do I tell him? I mean, it's been a year, LOL. What do I do? Or do I just shut up and be appreciative and thankful? <gasps> that is so hard. Okay, there, you have two options and you just said them. Yeah. You can either <laughs> shut up and be appreciative or you can tell him. And it's not really even, I, what would you do? I wouldn't even let him get that far. I wouldn't, yeah. if I knew he was planning, I'd be like, no, 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 honey. Like I'm way too controlling for that. Where I'm like, you're about to, I did that with my mom when I was little. Like she'd be like, I'm, I'm going to go shopping for you. And I'm like, I'm coming. Like, don't even like, yeah. dare pick out a thing for me from justice. I'm going. <laughs> so we, we in too deep at this point though. Yeah. I think I have, you know, I'm trying to think of this. If that was Leif, to be honest, this might be shocking, but I think I would maybe just shut up about it. Me personally, yeah. depends on how horrible. Yeah, if it, it is like that's a good point. If it is truly like you're embarrassed to be wearing it, and you're like, I hate this, then I would say something. But for me, I almost feel like I would wait like five years, yeah, and then be like, I want a new it's one. It's been like five years. I kind of just want a new ring. Like I just don't feel like this fits me really anymore. And that yeah. would be more of an easy way to let him down. That's like, but yeah. it also depends on your relationship. Like if you're able to just be very, if he's the kind of person who can like take it, it. It also depends how like much effort and time he put into it. Because if he was just like, oh, I just picked a random ring. Like, or if you know that he did overthink it and he was like trying so hard, like I really want it to be something she likes. I almost would just shut up, That's honestly. It's like not worth it. That, to hurt his feelings that much, like it's just not worth it. No, I would Again, just wait a few I years. I want to see the ring though. <laughs> I want to see the ring. Can you send us a photo? <laughs> but, but I feel like, you know, it's already, I've almost been married, both of us. We yeah. got married around the same time. We've also been married for five years. It's like, yeah. that wasn't that long. No. <laughs> I could have dealt with an ugly ring for yeah, that long. But exactly. it depends how bad, again. Like, and like you said, how much effort. There's a lot of things that this depends on. Yes. So you got to take all of that into account. Like if his mom or something picked it out or sister and he just kind of went along with it, tell him like, I just didn't like that ring. Like I, I can wait as long as whatever. Maybe we can exchange it or something. And I don't want to hurt your feelings. But I see that going poorly, no matter what. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like you're being kind of a brat. It, well, I just see it hurting his feelings. Like, sure. I can see me doing that to Nick if he had really— But again, it depends on the person. Yeah. Because I feel like someone like Nick or Leif who, like, actually has good style and is, like— almost takes pride in that. It's like, if you were to be like, no, 
there would be like, like oh, cool. wow. Like I actually put thought into that. Not just like, I don't care about it. Like, yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to this man. <laughs> I'm really sorry to this man. <laughs> I don't think that was good advice, but I'm praying for you, girl. Hello, ladies. This is my first ever submission to you guys. Wow. Well, here you go. You're lucky. Wow. Because I just recently started listening to your podcast during my commutes to and from work every single day. Woohoo. You guys are both freaking hilarious and your aesthetics are chef's kiss. Oh, thanks. Okay, let's get into it. So I just graduated from college this past spring amidst the COVID craziness as a biomedical engineer. Wow. I'm like, and you listen to the podcast? <laughs> Just kidding. With that major hiring freeze that was happening due to the virus, I was really nervous about not getting a job right away. So I basically took the first job offer I got, which was working with Amazon. Nothing to do with the medical field. It pays super well. I get really nice benefits and I get to travel around the country. I honestly could not have been given a better opportunity because a majority of my graduating class were not as lucky as me, but I hate it. I hate being away from home so often. I am not friends with a lot of my coworkers. They're literally all nerdy old males and I have zero passion for the work that I'm doing. Honestly, the only thing that keeps me going is that the solid paycheck rolling in every month. So I feel like you guys have both found your calling and love your career paths. Do you have any advice on how to find your true calling? How do I know if I should just wait it out and see where this job takes me or start looking for something I am passionate about. Help, help, help. Thank you again for being awesome. Keep killing it, ladies. You rock. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you for the compliments. In terms of the the job <laughs> thing, I wish I could have told myself this like years ago when I was stressing about the same exact thing is like just take each job that you have and appreciate it as what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that sounds so vague. It's like the Noah Centineo like um, – yeah. S- s- speech that he gave. He's like, it's not what you do for people. It's what you do with what you've done for people or whatever it is. But what it is to you at like right now, actually your dad said this quote. It's like, everything does happen for a reason. And it's the reason that you assign to it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's how it is with jobs that you have. It's like, again, I was literally like a microblading artist, went to school for it, like did microblading on people's eyebrows and didn't ever feel like this is like my true passion, but I'm like kind of stressed about it. It's like, Kind just of what about it? it? Just kind of stressed about it, like my yeah. my passion. Like, what am I going to do? Like, is this what I'm destined to? Right. And I wish, again, I could go back to myself and just shake me and be like, just take it for what it is. It's a stepping stone. Like, just keep – Don't you don't have to be so stressed about it. All you have to do is, like, look for the next thing. That's actually when I started going to, like, health school was during, you know, the microblading. Microblading paid, paid for it and stuff. So it's like, Again, appreciate it for what it is and not yeah. for what you think it should be. Exactly. It doesn't have to be your dream job right now. And it's perfectly fine that it's not. Like instead of being upset that this is not your dream job, it's it's a stepping stone. It's some it's leading you to the place you want to be. Everything does. Like yeah. every single thing you do in life, it will lead you to you're you're always in the place where you're supposed to be. I truly believe that. Yeah. And I feel like that being said, do I think you should look for something you're passionate about? Absolutely. I was going to say, if you're making good money, you got you got a fund. You got a fund for whatever you want to do. Right. I would definitely start looking into different things. I just feel like I just did a Q&A the other day on my Instagram story and someone was like, what would you say to someone who is just scared to go after what they're passionate about? And I'm just like, well, I said YOLO. And I said, no, literally, you only live life one time. Do you really want to spend it and this is a different thing. But what I was saying is, do you really want to spend it so worried about what other people are thinking of you, what other people are doing, other people's timelines for your li- that they've placed on your life, other timelines that they've placed on their life? Who cares? Yeah. This life, it's like, I know it's not that simple. It's not just like, 
who cares? Just build your million dollar empire right now, but start going towards something that you love and that fulfills you. Absolutely. I think that is like, that's what I'm most passionate about in the world is like helping people do what they actually love to do because you spend so much of your life working. Do you really want to spend it working a job you hate? Yeah. Like, and that's why I'm saying it's fine if you don't like your job right now, but let's not like plan on that being the plan forever. Let's like move towards something that you do love and you don't have to even know exactly what that is as long as you're moving in that direction. Exactly. Again, if you're making good money at, at this job that you have and maybe you don't like your coworkers and it's just like, yeah, you're away from home a lot. You know, maybe you're like, I actually am like pretty into health. Like I'm pretty into, you know, cooking or I'm pretty into whatever. It's like, okay, maybe try out all these like, you know, restaurants and post about them and be like, oh, I love like trying new food. I love, you know, trying new healthy spots. Like, and I get to travel and I, I make good money so I can afford to go to these restaurants or, you know, whatever it whatever is. It you're is. actually in a perfect position. And if you start being grateful for it as that to like, you know, be that stepping stone that actually helps you. Because most people actually are not making good money at a job that they hate and they're trying to find something else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're actually in a good position right now. You don't have to be like, oh, this I should like my coworkers. I should like being away from home. If you can be like, I love that I make this much money so that I can fund my thing. And you focus on that and give that your energy. I think you'll actually start to enjoy your job more. Definitely. And you'll be led to the place you want to go to probably yeah. quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, ladies, I've listened to every podcast episode to this date. So you could say I'm a super fan. I've listened to your advice episodes and never really thought much about submitting until I've recently been feeling really stuck about my job. It's a lot to put in one email, but the basics are this. I work as a content creator slash social media marketing gal for a small business. When I say small, it's not really that small. We have just over 250,000 followers on Instagram. Wow. And I believe we make a decent amount of money. However, I don't know the specifics because that's not my place to know. Or is it? I do a ton for this company. I create daily content for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and their blog. I choose models and plan photo shoots. I carry out all the collaborations with influencers, other businesses, and affiliates. That's just naming my basic responsibilities. Here's the thing. I only get paid $13 an hour. I know it's ridiculous, and I try to hide how much I make from people because it's embarrassing. I love my job, but it does get me really upset that someone like me gets paid so little. I get raises and all every quarter, but I'm starting to get a little upset that I accept that for myself. It's starting to really take a toll on my confidence. It makes me feel like I'm only worth that much and I don't know enough to go for a higher paying job. I mean, I did not study marketing in school, but I wanted to get into this field. So I went with this job. It was my dream job and I wanted to get my foot in the door because I was so obsessed with this cute company. I was willing to accept just above minimum wage as my starting pay. Oof. My friends tell me I'm completely being taken advantage of. Now I don't necessarily want to quit and I don't feel like I can just demand more money, but the amount I get paid is appallingly low. There's also been some things that have happened in the company over the past year that make me have a hard time trusting them. I only mention that to say, how can I trust that they're paying me what I'm worth and what they can afford versus just taking advantage of me because I started out as quote unquote less experienced. I'm pretty shy about bringing up problems like this with the company, but I could use some advice and maybe a little confidence booster if I need to move on. Love you both and appreciate your advice. Okay. Wow. I have, so I have some, yeah, I have some thoughts. Also from not my experience, but my sister's experience in negotiation. Don't be afraid because you're probably 20 something year old girl to go into your boss, go into your manager, whoever it is, and negotiate your your pay because chances are they need you. If you quit, they're going to have to find somebody else, train them, 
you are so valuable to them. Yes. And the second you go in there and you're like, I don't feel like I'm being appreciated and you show them like, I do this and, and not like in a whiny way, but just like, I would really like to talk about like negotiating a higher like pay because I really feel like I'm bringing a lot to the company and I can't stay here if, if I'm getting paid this because I'm going to look into other options basically. My sister did that and she was like, I was ready to leave at the same time. Like I went in there not being like, I hope they don't fire me. It's like, I went in there ready to negotiate and ready to leave if they didn't give it to me. Mm -hmm. And she got it. And actually she has an amazing job with them now. And a lot, she was doing so much for them for less pay. And now she has, they were kind of taking advantage of her the same way it sounds like they're taking advantage Mm -hmm. of you, where it's like, you know, you're doing a wide range of things at this company and you're so good at it. And like, you're, you know, you're a huge asset to them. So many hats Mm -hmm. and you're filling in all of the, you know, gaps for them. They 100% need you. I'm telling you right now. So she was doing the same thing. She went in and I was like, and asked them, like, I need to get paid more. Like I am doing so much. And then guess what? She actually, I think she left for a while. And then, um, cause she got married and moved. And then they actually hired three different people to fill in her one position. Yes. And then guess what? They had to pay three different people. Mm -hmm. So I was going to say, you absolutely should talk to them and you need to come in with facts and figures and things like you need to be like, okay, here's everything I do for you. Literally with a paper, like here's everything I've done for you and that I do for you daily. And first of all, I know for a fact that creating content for all those different channels is so time consuming. Yes. Trust me, because that's what I do for a living. So you need to be telling them, I do all of this for you, which like you said, technically could be multiple jobs. And instead yeah. you're just paying me. And I'm not comfortable with the fact that I'm getting paid just over minimum wage to do all of these things. And for, you know, just my sake, like, like you said, I am going to leave if I can't get paid more because yeah. I want to make more money. So yeah. if that's not here, I'm happy to go somewhere else. You have to be ready to walk away 100%. That's the, that's the problem. Yeah. You have to be ready to walk away. Because Same thing. You have to be ready. You can't ask a question you're not ready for the answer for. Yeah. Um, but you need to, first of all, I hope up to this point, you have been doing a really good job because they will be like, oh, we absolutely need her and we'll pay whatever because yeah. she's doing such an amazing job for our company. Um, And you need to just have proof of that. It's like, these are all the things I've done for you. I've helped so much with the marketing and, you know, I've gotten you literally, that's why I'm saying you need to have like facts and figures. Like I've gotten you this amount of sales because of this. I don't know exactly what marketing you've done, but, or if it's just content creation, because that's a little bit harder to like, you know, point out literally facts and figures. Yeah. But I just think you need to, yeah, go in there and show them everything you've done and be ready to leave and don't back down. Yeah. I used to get taken advantage of so much with my rates and stuff that I would, I would just go with it. And I would work with like any company because yeah. I just, you know, was like, okay. And that they would say, oh, we need the photos in two days. And I would just, you know, just get it done. Even though I had no time to do that, I would yeah. overwork myself. Like, okay. And now because I've had those experiences, like I will not do anything that I don't want to do. And if it's like on a timeline that doesn't work for me, I straight up will say, I can't do that. I can do this. You know, I can, if you want the content, the best it can be, it's going to be five days, not three days. And they're literally 100% of the time. Like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like you just, you tell them how it is. That's the thing. Yes. And the answer will always be no, unless you ask. So it's like, even in, you know, a works, a, you know, workplace situation when you're unsure of something and you're like, oh, I don't know, 
you know, not even about this specific situation, but anything. Like, I, I'm not really sure if I can do this job right. I don't know, like, how to do this, but I'm scared if I ask, they're going to be mad that I don't know how to do it. It's like, just ask. Like, yes. you can ask literally a million questions and there's nothing. If someone's mad at you for asking a question, they have their own problems. Like, yeah. they want you to, that shows that you actually care. Even if you're like, I know you told me about this before, but what is this again? Like, I really want to know. Like, give me clear instructions. That's the best kind of employee you could yes. ask for. Brutal honesty, I yeah. feel like, is the best. And the thing is, you can say this in a kind way. When yeah. I'm talking about like, oh, I don't settle for less or whatever, it's not like I'm mean to these companies. Yeah. I'm just saying like, I first of all, I want their best interest. I want the content for them to be great. Yeah. And so you have I'm to not say gonna, a matter of fact, not, I think women are afraid of being bratty or like, you know, the B word. Yeah. But speaking matter of factly and like kind of just being like, yeah, no, this is an basically acting like a guy in a workplace situation. Yeah. Like that's why guys make more money a lot of the times is because they will ask for raises and mm-hmm. girls will, girls think eventually they'll see that I'm doing a job and they'll reward me versus guys. You just, they just ask for it. Yeah. They're like, oh, I've been working here for a week, done an okay job. Yeah. I'm going to go see if I can get a raise and they get a raise. And my husband actually, I don't know why, why I always say, I'm like my husband, I don't know if you guys have met him. <laughs> Nick is a fantastic negotiator. Like he has negotiated things that I'm just like, I don't know how you do that. And he's taught me a lot about that because before I used to be very like, I'll just take whatever you have. Yes. And now it's more so like, okay, matter of fact. Also, I don't know, maybe you should look this up, but I don't know if it's better for you to say, you know, especially in negotiation for you to come with a number or for you to let them say a number. I'm pretty sure Nick has told me, like, let them say, say the number first. first. Yeah, I think say so. the first offer. Um, that's what I do with people who email me for even, like, content creation. I'm like, yeah, what are, what does, like, your budget look like? Yeah. Instead of being like, yeah, I charge this. Like, and going yes. into them and being like, I want you guys to pay me this much. Like, be like, I want to negotiate and not give a number and then wait for them to yeah. do it. I'm pretty sure. For sure. And the thing about all of this is that you have to build up the confidence to be okay with if you do have to leave and knowing that you have all of these skills that you can be such an asset to a different team and mm-hmm. that you will reach out and you will be able to find another job. There's a book called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss and it's such a good read and it's basically all about negotiation and kind of just getting your way in things and being a good salesperson. Such a valuable skill to have. You guys need to read it. It's so good. He was a, what is it? FBI negotiator, like a hostage negotiator. negotiator. Yeah. And yeah, you need to read that. If maybe you should literally read that book before you go in there, because it will give you a lot of confidence, give you a lot of um, tips and tricks for being able to negotiate and getting what you want and like not, not not leaving with anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Okay, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for writing in for our advice. Yes column every single, oh, I'm said every single week. Every single every Friday. Every single month. Some people are like, where are the bonus episodes? Every last right here, Friday. Babe. They're right here. Every last Friday of the month. I hope you guys have an amazing, safe Halloween. It's tomorrow. Stay spooky. Be, stay spooky and stay safe. For real though. Mm-hmm. Um, hope you guys have so much fun, whether you're with friends, family, alone. If you're alone, just... Watch make a scary that a, movie. Yeah, make that a party. Get some popcorn. Yeah. Listen to our spooky story episode. Get yourself some Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Reese's pumpkin. Reese's pumpkin? Yeah, I just, I actually didn't know it was a thing until literally 
a few days ago. Really? But I just love Reese's. You know, you got the oh, Reese's holiday ones are yes, the best because so they're good. so the Easter eggs are really, really good mm-hmm. and the trees, but they have Reese's pumpkins. You know what I love the Halloween is the Twizzler um, pull apart things. They're not pull aparts, but they're the mini ones. So they're not pull aparts oh, yes, and they're yes, not yes. the regular Twizzlers. Twizzler bites. Yeah, oh. they're like, well, no, they're no? not even nibs okay. either. <laughs> nibs. They're, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking? They're in like the clear package and they say Twizzlers and you like, oh man, no, they're I don't so actually. good. They're, they're Halloween specific? Well, I'm pretty sure you can only get them in like a big pack of different can- like bite-sized candies. They're like oh, bite-sized okay, Twizzlers. Okay. They're okay. so good. I, I love, love myself Twizzler. some Twizzlers. I love a Twizzler. <gasps> Do you like Twizzlers more than Red Vines? Yes. I kind of depends grew- on my mood. Actually. I was gonna say I kind of grew up on red vines. Like my grandma always had red vines, so it kind of makes me feel nostalgic. But Twizzlers are so good. Yeah, Twizzlers. Twizzlers has the diversity that I want. Mm-hmm. They got the pull and peels. They got the regulars. They got the nibs. They yes. got these little bite sized ones. But that's true. We I also love-, love dots, but they freaking tear my teeth apart. Dots. Yeah. Ew. No. 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 That's really? not a good candy. You don't like dots. No. I love dots on Halloween night. Like going and coming back, I love like the chewy candy. Like Twizzlers, dots. Not a dot. Not a dot. Yes. I, like I love dots. You like Mike and Ike's? Yes. Yeah. I know you would if you like dots. I li- I don't mind Mike and Ike's. Oh. Do you like Zowers? Zowers are freaking good. I haven't had those in a long time. I can't oh. really remember. They're really good. I love okay. myself. I actually prefer that to like chocolatey candy. Yeah. I'm not really a candy person. I was realizing that. I'm like, yeah. I never I eat am. candy. I but candy. once I have it like if if I'm exposed to it if people ha- I just never buy it yeah. I never think about it I would rather have like a cookie if mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a sweet I'm like I want a donut I want a cookie I want cake I don't care depends I would rather have that than candy for me it depends on the time of night if it's like seven to like you know 10 maybe that's pushing it I'll have like a sweet treat like a cinnamon roll or a donut or something. yeah it's past 10 I want candy I want like the extremes <laughs> the like sour you extremes love sour? Or, like, I don't really like extremes. sour stuff I love sour candy. Really? Yes. Well, actually, I kind of knew that. When you said sour, my my tongue like went weird. Yeah. You know when it like… Yeah. Well, it's weird it's feeling. Good for, it's good for okay. dry mouth. Okay. Anywho. I have Chipotle um, waiting for me to eat. Yay. Hope you have an amazing Halloween. A safe, great weekend. Send us pictures of your costumes. Yeah, we want to see. We want to see your costumes. Um, love you guys so much. And that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Goodbye. <laughs>